So I had this really bizarre dream last night that Captain America was fighting an armadillo. Woke up this morning and I was thinking about it and it just seemed very bizarre, just very weird. But then I realized, no, 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 no. That, that, that wasn't a dream. That was a comic book. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I am that fanboy who is just another. My name's Steven. Who are you? Why are you here? Are you here for comic talk? Because, well, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get some comic talk. Today I'm talking about Captain America issue 308 from August of 1985. This book is over 30 years old. I love to read the old books. When I was first getting into comics as a kid, my brother, my older brother, convinced our parents to get us each two subscriptions. We could each pick two Marvel books to subscribe to. Uh, All three of us. I have two brothers, an older and a younger. Yes, I'm a middle child. I know it explains a lot. But my two choices were G.I. Joe and Captain America. And I know that my brother, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I know that my brother did this not out of the kindness of his own heart, not because he wanted to make sure that both of his little brothers were going to be able to share his joy of comics, because he tried to influence us on what titles we should get. And you kind of realize, you know, I didn't really get it as a kid, but You quickly realize as an adult, as you're thinking back on it, he did it because he wanted to read those comics too. He figured, well, I bet I can convince mom and dad to let me get two titles. But if I, if I convince them to get Steven and Michael two titles as well, and they're each two titles that I would love to read, then that's technically six books I'm getting each month. But in the end, I showed him because I I don't think he was all that interested in G.I. Joe. I'm not sure why it was an awesome comic. But anyway, this issue that I'm talking about today, issue 308, was amongst those books that came to me by subscription. I got it through an epic collection. I have an epic collection um, through Comixology. I can't recall if this is if this was an unlimited book. I think this is one I had to I, I actually bought. I believe. I'm pretty sure that this is one I bought and I bought it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure why I'm going back and forth on this. It really doesn't matter. But the reason I'm reading it, of course, is because most of it contains those books that I got through the subscription when I was a, when I was a youngster 30 some odd years ago. So the issue is written by Mark Grunewald pencils by Paul Neary. The inker was Dennis Janke, Diana Albers, 
was on letters. Ked Fedunich is the colorist. Mike Carlin was the editor. And Big Jim Shooter was our editor-in-chief. This issue is titled The Body in Question. And the cover is a John Byrne cover. And it features a large orange armadillo man smashing Captain America through a brick wall. And it says, Armadillo, he's no laughing matter. And uh, this is a tie-in to Secret Wars 2. Secret Wars 2 was going on at the time. That is a book that I will be talking about at some point once I get back on track with Event or Else. And I really do want to get back on track with Event or Else. But Secret Wars 2 is the next one. I'm, I'm, I've started Crisis on Infinite Earths. And the next one I'm going to do is Secret Wars 2. But this is a tie-in issue. And I, I, I feel like I have to mention it because really the uh, the part that ties into Secret Wars 2 is, is, is really not much of a tie-in. I mean, I guess it is, but we'll, we'll get into that when we get into it. But the issue opens, Captain America is leaping over a wall. He is uh, He appears to be breaking in somewhere. And... In, in the opening splash page, as he's leaping over the wall, in the background, you see a, a silhouette, a white silhouette. And that is, of course, the Beyonder. So for most of the issue, the Secret Wars 2 tie-in, you just see the Beyonder, this white silhouette, hanging out in the background. So Captain America, as I said, he's breaking in somewhere. There's all these security measures that he has to get through. He has to he the, a pit opens up underneath him, and he manages to flip over top of it. These tentacles come out of the ground like Doc Ock looking tentacles, and he manages to elude them. Uh, stunulators, I think that's what he called them. They are these little uh, laser beams that come out of the trees, and uh, he manages to get through all of it. But then suddenly two arrows are fired at him and he dodges one. But the second one is a bolo arrow and it wraps around his legs and he's flipping around and he's trying to get the bolos off. And he does, but not in time to encounter the person that fired them, which was just Hawkeye, his buddy. This is the Avengers West Coast compound that he is uh he's breaking into and he's not doing it for any nefarious reason he's in LA and he d- he needed to he needs to get to New York and he knows that he could borrow a Quinjet from them and uh rather than calling ahead or just knocking he decides I'm going to test their security system and so he breaks in and uh the whole time, though, it's it's really weird because the whole time that he's he's uh, getting through all these security measures, he is he's thinking to himself. He's he's kind of telling the backstory of what has happened over the last two issues, two or three issues, which involved Captain Britain. He uh, he's sitting at home. He's drawing because he's he's like an artist for an advertising company, and suddenly the Captain Britain costume is just. He's just wearing it, and then it suddenly goes away. And his first thought is, hmm, I better go to London. And so he jumps on a plane, and he goes to London. And it's a good thing he did because Captain Britain was in trouble. He did send the costume to Captain America as a, as a, as a, a distress call, the only thing he could do. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not talking about those two issues. But he is, uh, 
he's he's dipping and diving and juking and jiving and he's going through all these these uh, various obstacle course security system things. But the whole time he's like, I wonder what day it is. I know it was Tuesday when I left for London and the flight took six hours and blah, 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 blah. I, and in the end, I think it's Friday. I'm pretty sure it's Friday. And so then when Hawkeye shows up, he asks Hawkeye, what day is it? And Hawkeye said, well, it's Friday. And he said, and Cap's like, ha ha, I knew it just precisely as I had thought. And, uh, so then, um, Hawkeye and Mockingbird, they take off, they have places to be. There's nobody else in, uh, in the West coast Avengers compound caps alone. Hawkeye had given him a tour of the facilities and so Cap's ready to go get a Quinjet and fly back to New York when the alarm goes off. Someone else now is breaking in to the compound, and Cap knows that there's nobody else. The rest of the Avengers are out, so it's up to him. And that's when he discovers on the grounds a giant orange armadillo man. And uh, he Cap being the guy he is, he doesn't just immediately attack. I think... I think, you know, these whippersnappers nowadays, the way they write comics, these, these young men and women, the way they write comics nowadays, they see a big giant orange armadillo man attacking the, you know, breaking into play. The, these superheroes, they just attack. They don't question them at all. I don't know if that's true. I'm just, I'm just being a, being a grumpy old goat, but cap not attacking he asks, you know, who are you? What are you doing here? You better give me some answers. And the armadillo's man's like, uh, whatever, dude, I'm going to I'm gonna tear you apart because I'm here for a reason and I can't let you stop me. And so they fight and they fight and they fight some more. And it's a nice little, nice little few pages of fighting. And then, but Cap finally, he can't, he can't overpower him. The armadillo is super strong and he's, he's, he's a, he's a freaking walking armadillo he has just armor plating all over him and cap he just he can't subdue him so he he tricks them he tricks him he decides to use the uh, compound security measures that he got through earlier he decides to use those to help him defeat the armadillo and in the end he drops the armadillo into one of these pits and he falls into a titanium net and it, and it's at that point that cap's like all right look you're not getting free. I think it's time we actually talked. Tell me what the heck is going on. Why are you doing this? And the guy tells him this whole story about how his wife is sick. He is a uh, he just got out of prison. His wife is sick, and um, he gets help from this dude named Doctor Mollus, who's this evil scientist type guy, and we know him, or at least I know him. From the West Coast Avengers epic collection that I've been reading, there was an issue, uh, I think an annual, an Iron Man annual, and they reference it in the book. So, and I'm looking at the page right now, Iron Man annual number seven, in which Iron Man goes up against Goliath, a new version of Goliath, a new guy who's going by the name Goliath. And he is, uh, he got his powers from this Dr. Mollus who just can turn people into superpowered criminals. And when he fought Iron Man, they ended up detaining him. He's 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 like in stasis at the Avengers compound and Dr. Malice wants him back. So he puts the Armadillo's wife into this tank and says that he can he can save her, he can cure her, but 
Armadillo's got to do something for him. He wants him to go to the Avengers West Coast campus and bring back Goliath. And so he tells Cap this, and Cap's like, all right, well, let's go. Let's go. I'll show you where Goliath is. And he takes him into the mansion, and there's the Goliath laid out, unconscious, and he's still in his giant form. So he's like 50 feet tall, 50 tons, and Armadillo's looking at him, and he's thinking, oh, well, I can't. How am I supposed to get this guy back to Dr. Malice? And, uh, well, I, no, actually, now that I, now that I think about it, I, I almost forgot. He had this little thing taped under his arm that was a little canister of, of, of like a shrink gas, but it had opened up while they were fighting and evaporated. And so he can't shrink him down. So Cap, he, he goes back. He's like, well, I'll just go back to Dr. Malice and I will get some more of the shrink potion and then I'll come back and, and, and we'll, and I'll, and I'll get him. And Cap's like, Hey man, that's cool. Whatever you want to do. And so the armadillo goes trundling off and Cap is thinking to himself, man, I'm glad that happened. I really didn't want him to leave with Goliath. I only told him that Goliath was here, hoping that I could follow them back to where Dr. Malice was. And so that's what he does. And of course, he says it's very easy to follow the armadillo because the armadillo is very slow and, well, he's easy to spot. And so armadillo goes back to Dr. Malice's lab and he tells him, sorry, man, I didn't, I wasn't able to get Goliath. I need more of the, the shrink gas, but don't worry, Cap, Captain America, I talked to him and he said, if I just come back, I can, I can take him. And Malice is like, Captain America, what are you, what, what, don't, you can't, no. And then Cap shows up and he's like, ha ha, villain, Captain America here, you're going to let that woman go. And Dr. Malice grabs a lever and he says, if I pull this lever, she's going to die. So you need to leave. And uh, Armadillo and uh, Armadillo's like, no, not my wife, not my Betsy, or I can't remember what her name was. Um, Bonita, that was her name. And Malice says, Armadillo, I want you to kill Captain America. If you don't, then Bonita will die. And Armadillo doesn't want to kill Captain America, but that's okay because Captain America doesn't want to die. And he ends up whipping his shield at Dr. Malice and breaking his arm. And so he's going to take armadillo and bonita out of the lab and the armadillo is like no you can't take her out of that tank she'll die i can't what about her how is she going to get cured if if dr malice is arrested and cap's like you know what i'm not dealing with this with this anymore uh i'm gonna go call the cops and let them deal with it and he tells armadillo you keep an eye on malice i'll go call the cops and then you guys will just have to deal with it from there and then he leaves and Dr. Malice is like, hee hee, that's what I was hoping would happen. I'd much rather deal with the police than Captain America. And then uh, Cap jumps on his Quinjet and he, he, he heads back to New York. Now, then we get a little, a couple of scenes that are, that, well, one is a backstory. We're leading up to an epic battle between Captain America and the Serpent Society. So we get some of that. The Sidewinder is meeting with three snake-inspired criminals, snake-themed, serpent-themed criminals, super criminals to join in his organization. And then we get ultimately the ultimate, the, what was supposed to be, or, or what is, I guess, the, uh, the Secret Wars 2 tie-in portion of the book. And that's the Beyonder after having watched 
Captain America, through this whole ordeal, decides that Cap is the perfect human specimen. And so he transforms himself into, for the first time, into a human body. He, he creates himself a human body, and he looks exactly like a Steve Rogers. And uh, yeah, that was, our, that was our Secret Wars 2 tie-in. The thing is, I remember, it's been a while since I've read Secret Wars 2, and I remember that he did look like Captain America for, for just a little bit, but then he got an afro, so I don't know what was going on there. That's why I need to get back into event or else so I can start reading a lot of that stuff. Anyway, that was Captain America 308, August of 1985. Did you enjoy? Have you read it? Did you enjoy hearing me talk about it? Do you enjoy anything? How's life? How's things? Do you have a dog? How much do you pay for milk where you live? These are the kind of things I want to know. And you can tell me this information by emailing me at feedback at stevenorelse.com. Hey, I got a Patreon. If you want to go check that out, patreon.com slash Stephen R. Or beyond that, man, this episode's done. Guys and girls, fanatics, my fanatics, the fanatics, the people who listen to the show, my loyal listeners, I'm done. This episode is done. My name is Steven, and I am just another fanboy. Be nice to each other, please. Can we do that? Can we just be nice to each other? That'd be great. Thank you. Good job. Yeah.